Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Well, well, well. Um, others are telling me that we are lawyer on SMS saying Patricia, we are lawyer. Nyani, brilliant. Alec Machiso. Uh, this is from Shadai, who is in Cape Town. I don't know what Ben has done, but all I know is that our entire family, A-teamers, have been dancing. In our legal conversations, though, we are speaking about something that's quite important for those who are uh, property owners, leasing them out, but for those as well who are leasing from property owners. Owners. Lease agreements with their in and outgoing inspections. What should we be aware of? Let's welcome our A-team guest, Jared Poole, who's an attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated. Jared, good evening and welcome once again. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again. So, Jared, you know, these lease agreements are very tricky, especially mm-hmm. when it comes uh, to the uh, the in coming inspection and then the outgoing inspection how can we ease them on both the person who owns the property and the person who's leasing the property sorry if i heard correctly it was how can we how can we ease the inspections in going inspection and outgoing inspection so the, the first thing is to obviously understand why the inspections are so important. And I feel like a lot of people, especially clients, when they come to us and they, they're wondering about these things, they're always confused as to why it's so pertinent that we stress this issue. And to understand, um, you know, easing the whole process, we have to understand what it's there for. And it's essentially just to limit the liability of each party when it comes to inspecting the condition of the property, either when moving in or moving out. So how we would ease a process like this is essentially to be very well prepared in terms of how we would go into it. And this would mean that having a comprehensive list that you would be able to use with clearly demarcated um, you know, markings on this, this form that you would use to indicate uh, the condition of certain uh, fittings and fixtures, as well as you know, clearly demarcated spaces for, for signature of each of the parties and the date of each of the parties or the date that the inspection is being conducted, for instance. Um, and in this way, it allows a lot of the pressure to get taken off of everyone making notes on you know, random notepads and all of those things. And it really allows for you to feel like you are engaging in a process that is a more structured approach to, to these ongoing and outgoing inspections. A-teamers, please uh, join in on this conversation and ask your questions. Uh, we've got Jared Paul, who's an attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated, and I'm sure you've been asking yourself, especially if you're about to vacate a property uh, that you've been leasing, what is going to happen with the outgoing inspection? Or you're about to get into a new lease and you're excited for the new property, but uh, the in-going inspection, you're not really sure what to look out for. Call in on 011-714-2006 or even WhatsApp 06 one four one zero four one zero seven with your questions jared should these inspections be done with a list or should they also be followed up with pictures um it would actually be best to have a comprehensive list that would be um providing for the situation that you find yourself in and why i say that is because you know in certain instances you can go in and it's enough to be able to say that, you know, for instance, the hinge is a bit shoddy or the wall is very clearly damaged or something like that. But where there is more what you feel might be minor defects, um, the, the annexures that could form part of your list could come in the form of uh, photographic evidence. And that would just obviously be to show the exact state of how you either found uh, the property or how you left it. 
which can avoid any kind of disputes as to, you know, gray areas. So if I just say that there's, you know, a damp ceiling and you say, no, but there was severe mold, then it's, it's easier if there's a picture to now see that, listen, this wasn't just some, you know, minor um, uh, inconvenience. It was actually quite a, a substantive damage to the property. So, yeah, pictures would definitely be advisable. Um, just to keep as evidence to, to back up whatever you've described in, in your, um, your inspection. I think the outgoing inspection is one that most leases are very nervous and anxious about because it, it it's attached to their deposit being refunded in full. So mm-hmm. what sort of conditions would um, warrant that uh, the owner of the property uh, takes away at, uh, some portion of the deposit based on the outgoing inspection? So this is where, and uh, you know, I know that it's a very exciting time when you're moving into a new place and you are all happy and you are more focused on how your furniture is going to be laid out. But it's very important at the beginning to make sure that your ingoing inspection is very comprehensive so that once you attend to this outgoing inspection, there's less of a need to be nervous about that one thing that you forgot to mention, for instance, or that you might have overlooked. Because what happens is, is that the condition of the property, excepting for normal wear and tear, would be then, um, you know, an area whereby if it is that you um, find it in a worse condition, or suddenly you leave it in a worse condition than what you found it, then the landlord may hold you liable. So for things like, you know, structural damage, um, if there's towels in, for instance, the bathroom or the kitchen and there's missing towels, that could be something that could inform part of, um, you know, a, a deduction of the deposit. Um, you know, certain door handles or uh, fixtures of that nature um, that relate to the, the everyday usage of the property in that form um, would then form part of what would come off as a deduction. You know, normal wear and tear on other hand would just be stuff like if it's something a light bulb um, that isn't working. That's something that's a bit more, um, you know, wear and tear. And so that would, that, that would be a... Um, or something that wouldn't form part of the possible deductions. Um, so it would be more the, the, the severe or structural damage, material damage that you're looking at for your deductions in that, in that regard. Now, you know, with a lot of people who are excited to move into properties and assign leases without actually reading through them, the excitement makes them forget that a lease is a binding document alongside the Rental Housing Act, which is part of the lease. Maybe when one does not get the opportunity to conduct the inspection when it comes to the in-going inspection, what then happens to that particular lease? So the, the, the lease would still be a valid lease in terms of um, whether or not you've um, done the inspection and conducted the inspection. So you'd still obviously be able to, to make use of the provisions of the lease going forward. However, um, as I said, it's, it's more about the comparing the position of how you found the property and how you left it. And it's a bit more difficult to prove your case, um, you know, or should I rather say it makes proving your case easier when you have that uh, ingoing inspection done, which is obviously, as you've, um, you've alluded to, is prescribed by the Rental Housing Act. And, you know, this inspection takes place jointly between the landlord and the tenant. And, um, or if it is that the tenant gives the occupant, for instance, if it's your child that's living in the apartment and you're giving them permission to conduct the inspection, you can give them written permission to conduct the inspection on your behalf. Um, and then you essentially go through the property with the landlord and then you can now, you know, look at the exact condition in an agreeable stance 
um, with a view of just registering the defect, uh, finding the damages and, and listing it. And it's not to always say that the, the landlord has to fix it, but it's at least noting the condition that you found the property in. As we conclude our discussion, Jared, I think it is very important uh, for you to just uh, drum it into our heads that it is uh, a responsibility both for the property owner, rental agent, and also the occupant, um, or the leasee uh, rather, who need to conduct this inspection. Maybe uh, give us your parting shots. Yeah, so so look, the, the, the one thing I will say is that, you know, always have someone with you in terms of going through this so that you can also have someone celebrating you if you are finding yourself to be in a very excited disposition. Um, furthermore, when it comes to your um, deposits, you have to, you, you obviously don't want a, a lot of deductions coming from your deposit. And so therefore, it's very important that you make sure that you adequately note um, any kind of fixtures or damage that you see once moving in. Um, and once you move out as well, it's really important that you as a landlord and the tenant uh, do inspections. inspections, um, you know, failing which there are consequences in either direction if that, if that uh, inspection is not completed. So although the whole process of moving in and moving out can be a really big experience in itself, you know, you want to protect yourself in terms of either if your tenant needs to be liable for certain damages or as a tenant if you would just like your full deposit back, in which case these inspections are very, very important. Thank you so very much for shedding light uh, on this issue, Jared. Please give us uh, the email address or even a website that people can reach you at Screwman Law Incorporated. Yeah, so you guys can reach us on our line at 021-425-5604 or you can send an email through to inquiries at today, or you can just give us a quick Google at Inc. And you'll be able to check to our button and arrange a free 10-minute consultation to see if it'll be a good fit for you. Excellent. Thank you so very much. Have a good evening. Same to you, and thanks for having me.